When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Forever Dog Space The final frontier These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise Its continuing mission To explore strange new worlds To seek out new life and new civilizations To boldly go where no one has gone before Welcome to Co-Captain's Log. This is Veronica. This is Alice. Episode 12930567. I'm just counting. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. <laughs> We're here in the studio with our special guest, Cans and Bottles. Oh, welcome so, welcome so rattle, much. Rattle the recycling. Wow, she's here, Cans and Bottles. What do you got coming up? I'm going to get recycled. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, that's a high tea. Too many cans. Um, too many cans. Yeah, we got to start talking about this. There's too many cans, guys. Needs to be more bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, we both watched a movie. We decided to start watching the movies because it's time, right? Yeah, time. It, 2020 hit us like a like a wind. 2020 hit us like a 
uh, like a ribbon in space, that like a space <laughs> ribbon, just you know. And uh, we and then we realized this star is going to go supernova pretty soon unless we start talking about these movies. Yes, so let's do it. So um, Alice and mm. I decided to watch uh, the movies and <laughs> literally yep. did not mean to do yep. that. Just and just did. Uh, we just did a, a thing where we don't have a guest so that we don't have to coordinate so many schedules. Well, that's not why, right? Oh. It's just because it's more fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we decided not to have a guest because you guys asked for it. Yeah. You guys were tweeting and, and just and calling Instagramming in. and calling in. We don't even know how because we didn't have the a phone. The lines were consistently busy. The lines were ringing off the hook. And then so we were like, okay, let's listen to them. They listen. Here, we have a recording of one of the calls right now that was placed. Hello, Trex in the City. Yeah, hello. Hello, this yeah. is Trex in the City. What can I help you with? Yeah. Hello. Hello. I'm I'm confused. I'm taking the phone call. I'm calling. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. What would, what would you like? What can I help you with today? Oh, I just wanted to um ask. Sure. If you could just do it without a guest. Oh, absolutely. We've actually gotten a lot of calls that about that. Who's who am I talking to? Marianne. What? Marianne. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm Lisanne. <laughs> Well, nice to meet you, Lisanne, and <laughs> happy New Year to you. So I'm going to record that request right away, and to you too. And I'm going to put and I'm going to put it through. Thank you. I also want to see if you have uh, if you're planning on having any segments anytime soon. Uh segments. Yeah, sections, moments, sections, <laughs> Recur- moments. No, those are three things. different things. <laughs> sections. Uh, yes, we Sorry. divide the podcast up into sections, and we split it up with ads. Okay. And the uh, segments. No. That is something to look for. If you're looking for segments, go to another podcast, such as Segmentopedia. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sorry, I have to go because I can see that you're getting a different call. How can you see? I can't even see that. Wow, be- that's hearing- helpful, though. Okay, I'm bye. Hearing beeps. Hello? Oh, hello? Hello? Hello. Hi, Hi Trex in the city. How may I direct your call? Hi, I'm, that's what I said I'm before. calling to put a request in. Hmm? Oh, uh, go ahead, sir. I like to. Can I have your name? Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. I'm wrong. All right. I'm wrong. wrong. What's your request? I like to. I like to ask for Alice. Yes. Yeah. To just make more jokes. (laughs) Well, I will definitely put that request in as a first. That's the first request I've heard of that kind. Okay. Uh, If you want to see Alice make more jokes, you can see her at... Duets Jazz Club in Tulsa on oh. the twenty sixth of January. You don't sound so sure. Mm-hmm. Just okay. Fading away. I'll Google. I'll bite. Okay. All right. That was a pretty terrible a, segment. A small sample. Just a small sample of the kind of things that go down. So <laughs> <laughs> on the on I our think phone it was lines. a thing that did go down. Oh 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 yes on our phone lines yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a sampling of our. Our calls that we get, and Marianne is always at at the ready. You know she works for free, so we can't be too critical. Of I her. just cannot believe people like this movie. It it says, okay, Star Trek Generations. So let's do a synopsis. Initial release November seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. But okay. Oh, God. Oh, 47% Rotten Tomatoes. That makes more sense. The overview says, in the 23rd century, the Starship Enterprise is dispatched to the scene of a giant energy field about to engulf two ships. Captain Kirk averts calmly, but 
calamity, <laughs> but is exposed to the field and presumed dead. Years later, the Enterprise's new commander, Captain Picard, learns that one of the disaster survivors, Dr. Soren, plans to enter the field by destroying a neighboring star. Picard now must collaborate with an unlikely ally in order to stop him. So directed by David Carson, and it was released on November 17th in 1994. And it had a box office of $118 million, budget of $35 million. So Hell. it did actually make profits. Whoa. So, uh, yeah, I watched this movie, and here's can, let's, like, let's get through what we liked. Okay. Here's what I liked. Okay. The lighting. Oh. Okay. I thought it was really well lit. It was special. Honestly. It was special. It felt different. The, the lighting on the Enterprise on the TV show mm-hmm. is often very flat, and doesn't give you a good idea of, you know, the, you can't see people's faces very well. You know, it's just like poor quality. I mean, it's not poor quality film. It's just the lighting is sort of just, you know, and it's flat. It's more like the lighting was very contrasty and deliberate and interesting. Yes. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the lighting. The thing is like, here's, here's what I, okay, I had never watched a Star Trek I noticed movie that Riker before. looked way older and everybody else looked younger. I don't, why? I don't know. I don't know. I, Picard looked fat. I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, it's really weird. What the hell? Um, Picard looked fat. Data looked like 30, a good, Data looked like exactly 30. 35. He, the age that he said he was is exactly how old he looked. Yeah, it's the amount of time he's been trying to figure out how to be human. <laughs> He looked, um, yeah, he looked mid thirties. So we can watch the trailer. But wait, so no. Let, before yeah, before we get into the movie, I'll just say like, um, I never watched Star Trek movies before. Yeah. You had, right? right? No, I hadn't watched this one. I had watched one of them, but not this one. One of them, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I was saving them for for the podcast, right? Uh, and I was very curious about how I would feel about watching like a full length movie because mm-hmm. every episode sometimes feels like a a movie, but mm-hmm. sometimes they fail so hard in mm-hmm. that one hour. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't have enough time. So I feel like, oh, one of the juiciest episodes would be great as, as a, movie a movie if they just had time to not like mm-hmm. suddenly kill the five, last five mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as soon as I hit play, I was like, oh, <laughs> It kind of loses its magic because now suddenly the stakes are higher because it's cinematographic, you know, like yeah. suddenly the light is different and things yeah. look fancier. And I'm yeah. like, OK, you better deliver a fucking story yeah. with all those cranes and those like, <laughs> you know, like with the camera cranes, the camera just like moving and like right. craning in or uh, whatever. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin. Yes. And then as soon as I saw the first images, I was like, wait. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? Right, right, right. Um, And then it felt like I was less forgiving of everything that was bad. Because, like, if Data for an episode decides to insert a a chip that, like, gives him emotions, I'm like, all right, I know by the end of the episode he's not going to have this on anymore. Yeah, and I didn't... take it off? Yes. But by the end of... It's like Chekhov's gun. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, I'm like, well, when once Data changed his feeling, like to have emotions, I was like, wait, I don't buy this. Like, I not just, at all. I just, was I mean, like, okay, let's get into that. I was not so, buying anything, so I don't know if it had to do with the fact that I. I'm gonna get a pen and paper because I can't keep track. Okay, because I hadn't experienced watching a Star Trek film before. It felt like the stakes were way higher just because it's film. And now suddenly I'm not having I'm not having as much fun 
watching. I don't know. I kind of like the fact that we can be in the the episodes. We can be cheesy and tacky and you know like tongue in cheek and and dumb sometimes. But in the movie, it didn't feel like that could be that could be allowed. And it I, something didn't feel right about well, it. Felt it, like it format. was all Kirk's job Ugh. to be tacky and tongue in cheek. Like Kirk got to do all the comedy. And then die. I mean, the the joke <laughs> part of it, like the joke part of the like somebody who's yeah. cracking wise. It's all Kirk. And actually, in this movie, a, a little this bit. This movie Riker. was the only movie where I ever saw, like, a well, not ever, but like I really saw the appeal of Kirk in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I did, and I uh-huh. I liked him better than I've ever liked him in any iteration of Kirk before. Maybe because he's older. I liked him too. I think he maybe chilled with he his chilled, like uh, truly. With his like checking yeah. women's out. Well, he also seemed incredibly. He seemed like he had, like, was aware of his flaws in a way. Yeah, that maybe he wasn't before. Is that from Frozen? No, this is from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, look crazy! Oh, it's so cute. No, a friend She's of mine got crazy gave socks it, on. Send it to me. So we have to cover data. Okay, data so transformation. But so the beginning of the movie, the, the idea, like, before even getting into plots, like, I'm I'm talking about the idea of of translating from from TV show to film mm-hmm. felt like as soon as the photography is fancier as soon as the, the lighting is different as soon as like there's like fancy camera moves and suddenly I'm like whoa this better be good and as soon as I hear lines that sound like the worst episodes yeah. I'm yeah. like oh I'm yeah. I'm judging it so harshly because yeah. bad episodes I'm like okay there's gonna be a next one yeah but this one's like these guys spent what their summer doing this like between seasons they just decided to sign up on this mm-hmm. right. uh i don't actually know the story of how they happened or when they happened but it it doesn't matter to me because the idea is that coming from the tv i don't know it felt like unnecessary stakes to to the entire thing it, they were not like plots the stakes were not higher in terms of plot or the character's danger or 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 like, what kind of exciting adventure will we witness? It was mm-hmm. more like, you better get the audience to like it. You know, that's right. kind of what it felt like. Um, um, so I'm gonna know. look at. I, I pulled up some some quotes. Not like, in favor. I pulled up some reviews from some viewers. I saw some like um, internet viewers instead of. I, I I was looking for the critical reception of the movie. Um, and you pulled up an amazing video that we can watch some of, but here's just people talking about it on the internet. Like when you go to Amazon and you get refused. Um, and I have some interesting finds like headlines too, if you want to add to that. Uh, headlines such as how Star Trek Generations nearly killed the franchise. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Star Trek Generations at 25, an iconic crossover that didn't quite deliver. Mm. You can tell the script for this film was made in a rush, and thus the overall film suffers. This is why I like the scene where Kirk dies being well acted by both William Shatner and Patrick Stewart. It was well acted. His death being caused by a bridge collapsing underneath him infuriated many Star Trek fans. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm not bothered. Why some were people. they mad? I didn't. I didn't get upset because he's he such died a big character. Like, how could he die in like a bridge collapse? I know, and just like, with like a little blood in his face, being like, "Did we do something good?" Uh, okay, keep going. okay, so I'm going to play this trailer right now. Why do it's they a great have way to, to enter in 
intro the movie. I just don't know why seven seasons in, in they have to do a crossover between in a like distant corner Kirk. of our galaxy. Oh. A secret observatory is attacked. <laughs> a brilliant scientist is found. So bad. And a mysterious ribbon of energy where past and Wow, this is crazy that this used to be unleashed. trailers. It's a doorway I know. that we call the Nexus. Every ship which has approached the ribbon has either been destroyed and or what is Whoopi damaged. doing in there? Oh my god. Obviously they were looking for something. There's Whoopi's no getting her paper. Why they attacked the yeah, sure. I must return to the observatory immediately. There's nothing I can do. Timing is very important in my experiment. That's all they did. Talk about time. Yeah, actually so I'm not gonna stop this uh trailer right now to <laughs> promote a tweet that I <laughs> Okay that I tweeted. Okay. Um, okay. Because this inspired uh, a not viral tweet from me that I think that, you know, the Bechtel test, mm-hmm. the test where two women in a movie need to be talking to each other about something besides men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the Bechtel test. So I thought of a new test for the new generation, which is the Wetterlin test, where um, if your movie or show has any scenes with two or more oldish white men talking about the passage of time, then you don't pass the test. It's the Wetterland test. Great. Because I feel like Most watching this movie. Most not pass the test. This movie was an entire, like this movie was an, an incredible Wetterland test uh, example of a total failure. The Almost the entire movie was talking about, was Picard talking to no other time. white guys about the passage of time. The ravages of time, time, who's, what's time? It was just like. It's called privilege. Right. Cause, because cause if you have any other concerns. No, no other concerns you besides your own pass mortality. pass your own goddamn time. Yeah. In like, in no the one peace else, of mind. It was exactly your privilege. Nobody else is after you except for time. Yeah. Time's after you because you're a blonde scientist or you're a white captain of a ship. And, ooh. I yeah. Hear, do I hear a salad? I hear salads. I got to get the salad. Um. <laughs> Yo, can I get a wet boy? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don't you know what make it two whip boys and a whip boy? He's what? He's whipped. He's daddy. He's what else? That's a lot Yo, I got two daddy boys. Two daddy boys for a whip boy. It's like a Catan. It's a Catan. Settlers of settlers of settlers. boys. Settlers of Catan. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you like that game? Uh, I have a Star Trek version. Oh years, fuck! But I would enjoy playing it. I would enjoy reprising my role as a Catan player. <sighs> Get out of here. We're talking to Trevor, my boyfriend. What? No. Bye, bye, bye Trevor. Okay. You're All too right. busy. You're gonna go to the other room. Better and do better his little leave typey types. <laughs> so, um, Trevor just did a photo shoot for the Patreon subscribers. We just did a Christmas photo shoot. A fun Christmas holiday. January 2nd. It's January 2nd. We just did a Christmas photo shoot for the Patreon. So you'll be getting some posters. Yay. uh, Signed posters from us. Frankly, it's going to be awesome. Well, it is a a Christmas photo shoot, but it's going to be good for all season long, hopefully. Um, 
Uh, and Jose made uh, some costume. Yeah. Outfits. Her team. Her team came in strong. My team came in. My boys. <clears throat> but we were. Uh, we ate. We had to take a break to eat. And yeah, stuff we were really our little faces. Yeah. But we're getting back to the movie um, discussion. We um, left us left off sort of talking about the idea of translating the um, show into a movie and the excitement Veronica mistakenly felt uh, about that. And then once you heard the dialogue, I knew the second. The dialogue was crazy. I knew that the opening shot, though. I mean, if when you look at the opening shot of a film and it's a bottle of, what do you think it is? Oh, yeah, that's what it looks like. Don Perignon <laughs> floating through space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Literally, it's, and I wish Trevor was in here for this. Trevor doesn't want to be here. Trevor, the, the film opens, well, we'll just talk to Adam. Producer Adam is in the studio with us today. I didn't mean that as like, well, we'll just talk to Adam, your your second best. But it, you haven't engaged with us yet. He won't. He won't look at us. He can't look at us. He's listening. Okay. He can't, and he won't. There's a period of time in which we get to know every producer and their ways, and that's what we're doing right now. In fact, that's the we're whole. Re- just, that's the whole, re- go, <laughs> that's the whole reason we're here. <laughs> it's actually all about you, Adam. It's all about getting used to. <clears throat> um. um the film opens with a fucking bottle of champagne floating through space, and it's very clearly CGI'd. Like it's I was like, like, "What a shine!" It what <laughs> this bottle shine? Oh, what a I shine! Like, I thought that was a the, like I thought you were saying something in Yiddish. What a shine! What a shine! What a shine! What a shine! Come here! Ah, look at this! What a shine! Don't <laughs> um, be such a what a shine! <laughs> There we go. Uh, And then it's so literally this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like it's a bottle like floating and floating through space to music. And then the bottle hits at the very end of the first shot. The bottle hits the side of the Enterprise, the new Enterprise ship. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. Where was it coming from? Like, who threw the bottle? Where was it? It was just floating through space aimlessly. And then it hits the side of a ship. But they have the, they the have way a, that it's structured. They have a it's, hole the size of a hand, just so you can throw things out into space. Yeah, but like the ship would you, have to then come around and to get hit by the bottle if they just threw it out of the ship. Do you know what I mean? There's no way to like. I mean, curve you better throw bottle, it right because you can lose so many fucking bottles. When, that's the thing. Like, there have to be at least like four hundred thousand Don Perignon bottles floating through space right now. Anyway, so that was dumb. And then you get on board you're the ship. You're just like space walking and suddenly you're like, ow. Exactly. <laughs> ow. You get to the service of like Radon 4 and it's just like covered in broken bottles. <laughs> just like, Jesus. That's where they all land. <laughs> so crazy. Did Cardi B have her 40th here? Um, so <laughs> Cardi B had a party there. So Cardi had a party. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did I say? Cardi had a party Radon 3. Come through. <laughs> Um, right on three, eight. <clears throat> right on three. Gotta have party. Out. Right on three. Oh, come on through. Um, so okay. the uh, the ship that we're that's being debuted is the new Enterprise B. B. Yeah, I guess so. And it is piloted. It's on her maiden voyage. It, it's on her maiden voyage, and, and the captain is no longer in the captain. The guy chair. from Succession who re- is running for president. No. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. <laughs> I What's his I name? I have not watched. Um, have you watched Succession? Succession? But is uh, Cameron from Cam- Cameron. Cameron. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cameron, from- Cameron Roy is the is the uh, captain. Uh, no, he's um, 
He's Cameron in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, right. And oh, I actually thought he was hot oh, in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the Hunter? guy who... Connor. Connor Roy. I actually thought he was hot in Bar- Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, he was like a kid and he looked cool and he was I like... Awesome. am a pederast. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so... A pederast? No, okay, I mean, so- some people just look look like they get to their peak of hotness at different phases of their life. And he happened to be the hottest as a young And George Clooney is hottest in his 50s. Yeah. Have you seen like George Clooney when he's like 27? He's really weird looking. Like not good looking. I hope that happens to me. You're already hot. But <laughs> oh, but you want, don't want it to go away. Yeah, I hit my peak like 4 years ago. I just want to know that the best is ahead. The best is a the best is a is a butt. The best is ahead because I just started exercising, so I know that something good is coming. Well, here's something I'll I'll say about that. Uh, yeah. This year, I realized I do have a, a New Year's resolution. Do we want to talk about these? Mm-hmm. Because I normally do not have a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. I don't really believe in them, but I'm on this group thread with all these women. And what's your what's your time of birth, Alice? Uh, I think it's like six a.m. Okay, so. I. Oh. Okay. Are you from the seventeenth? This was the sixteenth. Oh, that's what I keep getting confused because that's when. Okay, that's Jose's brothers. I'm on this group thread, and so for once, I was like, "Well, all right, let me let me weigh in here." And I was looking at other people's uh-huh. New Year's resolutions, their intentions, etc. Like once we moved from New Year's resolutions to intentions, I was like, "This is really stupid." What's but your then, year of birth? 1981. But then I was sitting in a meeting and I realized Mm -hmm. that something that I really want to change for myself in the new year is the conversation that I have with myself about myself. Mm -hmm. So um, let me see if I can look up. Where were you born? I was born in Minneapolis. Mm. So I figured it out. My 2020 goal, I call it goal, Minnesota, is to change the story I tell myself constantly from I'm quote, I'm too old to achieve my dreams to, quote, I'm going to achieve things that I never thought possible because I realized the thing that occurs to me no matter what I'm thinking about is that other women did what I want to do at a younger age and I don't want to try to change a conversation because I'm too afraid of setting fantastic expectations that will break my heart. So instead I'm living in a tiny heartbreak day after day. So that changes now and I have to figure out a new kind of concise mantra to go with that but that's this first step wait let me see it yeah she didn't listen so she's no i did it. listen but it's very hard it's okay well is it's, it well because i'm like okay i'm too old to <laughs> <laughs> hmm. i you know i'd like to take a picture of you because you're holding two phones reading them both but i don't i'm know. reading your astral chart and your and your resolution <laughs> so this is all about alice baby <laughs> And I'm not uncomfortable my double with that screen, in the least. My double screen, my I'm double fisting, people who are. it's all about you. Did what I want to do. Uh, uh, like, it's really important that you are careful about the way that you talk to yourself. Uh, yeah. And I learned that, you know, not that many years ago, but a while ago. And, and, I've, and I've realized that there's like a little chime that keeps going off in my head about my path in life. Yeah. And I like what, I, what I want to do creatively that is... It's actually not helpful. Like, my, are you sure it's you just were born f- at six just in the morning? F- no, I'm not. It's mm-hmm. just a fear chime over and over. You know, like it's just like a pang of fear that constantly is hitting me. And I'm like, what? Do I need this anymore? 
I don't know if I need this shit. It's not, it it sucks. That's what I was thinking the other day. Even if it's helping me, it sucks so much that I just am like, no more. I consistently. So I'm going to replace that thought with another thought somehow. Yeah, you can literally choose any thought you want and just have that, (laughs) that one. Mm -hmm. Um, So just now when you were like, oh, I'm afraid of getting, you know, I'm like, I started working out is the best yet ahead to, I have to consciously go like the best is yet to come. It is. Yeah, because the best is yet to come. The past sucked. And I always have hope for the future. <laughs> yeah, or, you got to. I mean, I always think like, oh, that was so great. Mm-hmm. Wow, wonder what's coming. Yeah. Um, I I always like, I had this fear, irrational fears in relationships. Yeah. Because, and then I was on the 12th of December, that weekend, I was like, wait, <laughs> these are not mine. Mm. These are not mine. And then I suddenly was like, wait. I don't know how I figured it because I kind of already knew. Mm. But that day I was like, ugh, feels like a crust that I got on. Like, I don't, this is not my mask. Like, right. I, I, this is not me. Mm. Um, a crust. It was like a like a clay mask that I was like, ugh. Mm. Um, Where does it come from? I don't know. It's my mom. Sephora. My, <laughs> Sephora. The clay mask. I mean, frankly, the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. 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 So I was like... Because it's uh, so a lot of it was like Venezuelan, the way Venezuelan women are raised mm-hmm. to like be Miss Venezuelas, mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's just kind of like it's just very catty. So there's a lot of people around me mm. who are, it's like there's not enough for you, you know, like you have to take take the man or like take yeah yeah, yeah. just like there's a lot of like kind of scarcity in terms of like dudes mm-hmm. and how much they're gonna pay attention to you or right. care about you or or like just really stick with you right i mean the scarcity of men is the and it's so is dumb. The original i don't care lie there's so many men that has i think put us in as a as a as a women as a as a monolith has put us into a lot of the trouble that we've been in, which is like the idea that we compete against each other. Because if you look at the solidarity that we lo- that we lose because of the idea that we have to compete for the attention of other people that are gonna save us, you know? Right. It's like we could be achieving so much if we just if we just let go of that idea that we're competing, but we I can't let go of that idea that we're competing because it's 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 basically built into the idea of our gender. You know, even if you don't have sexual interest in men, there's still the idea of the protector or, you know, and and even if you're in a matriarchal like yeah, family style. and that's the way you live your life, it doesn't change the fact that like most of society around you functions on the idea that men are, you know, decide on whether you live or die. Also, yeah, like I've never, um, I, I no one not no one guy has ever paid my rent. <laughs> so I'm like That's why it's the original lie too. It's this? like it doesn't actually and then it pans out and What's, you get to your thirties. Well, my dad and you're has like, actually. Oh, okay. And you get to your thirties and you're like, um, oh, I'm paying for all this shit and you. Yeah. You know? And so And my time and energy and effort. And also I don't have time for this. Um Uh yeah, but th- there's like a scarcity thing and then there's also like what you were saying as you you're, are saying scarcity scarcity and then your 2020 intention had has to do with that like if you don't do it now yeah you're fucked and i'm sick like, of it 
But now I have the tools and the money and the time, right? And the right. wisdom and the knowledge, right? And not the worst, you know, team because now I am like aware of what I need. Yes. Uh, and Correct. I'm able to ask for help because I learned how to do that. It's just like it knows. It makes more sense that you will get better things as you go. But than, except but, that. But society's like, wait, she's 20 and she bought three houses. And it's like, bitch, I don't know. Well, yeah. And um, like the idea, Good it makes you. more sense logically. But then if you look at the messages you get, it's like the messages you receive are, no, no, no. It's too late for you. Yeah. Do you have a wrinkle on your face? You're dead. Do you, you know, do you have gray hairs? It's too late for well, you. You're no media. longer sexually attractive. So it's, you're not, you're not qualified anymore to yeah you know like child cop it's kind of like, yeah hi <laughs> i'm here to solve a crime and adam, i'm i don't know if adam's listened enough to our show hollywood to royal know, to know what child cop is but. it's uh elizabeth olsen did a a movie where she plays a detective and she has that face <laughs> so and age funny. And like I Alice, didn't hear Alice is the like, audio but i just like watching it and she's like comes to the door and they're like uh hello like what are you is this halloween like why is this little kid dressed up as oh a this cop? is so cute are you gonna are you gonna like, perform- i'm here to solve a crime i'm here to solve no. a crime and the and then the counterpart like her partner is like, it's like 59 a dude he's like a grizzled old i mean he's i had to think- go through like the entire program and she was just like <laughs> yeah she's like pete Buttigieg. you're my dad's friend she's like- my dad's friend got me here like, uh, so like bring amazing. your kid to school bring your um, kid to work so Day. anyway speaking of the idea of is the best yet to come well what what I like about Star Trek is that that when I see Troy even though she's hot or like Beverly I'm like these are like grown ups mm-hmm. they are in their 30s mm-hmm. these are women yeah. like these are not 20-year-olds being like, I'm a super master at everything and and like my skin. I also still have baby fat. And it, it's like, no, these women have, they're attractive and they are older. Yeah. And they, and it that makes sense. I miss that about that TV, I guess from that time where there's like, I don't know, I guess it's, there's always been like hot young people but if it's you're a hot new thing, if you're a Klingon, but I feel like TV used to be a little more flexible in those kind of shows. <clears throat> if you're a Klingon woman, also, you have a completely different frame of reference for what sh- you what people should look like. And I pulled up a clip. Mm-hmm. I established the link. Put it on, viewer. You're supposed to it's bear working. your the middle of your chest. The visor's transmitting. So this is when they hacked Jordy's visor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the first thing I see is Beverly Crusher's face. Human females are so repulsive. <laughs> and they're so grossed out. They're so grossed they out. They can't. They're like, this it's is cute. the grossest thing. Uh, so repulsive. So I thought that was an interesting um, moment when they hacked Jordy's visor. Yeah, because we so rarely—I don't know—like that's not, that's something that we're all dealing with now. The idea of hacking into somebody's camera in their home, and we haven't really dealt with the idea that, like, of course you can hack Jordy's visor. Like, why hasn't that ever happened before? So I actually was really into that. Like, some of the technology stuff that they did, I was pleased with. Um, I think majorly before we like 
get into any more details. Uh, in the last 15 minutes. In the last have- 15 minutes where we're going to like hustle really hard to try to talk about the details of this movie. Like my main criticism of this movie, which is the same criticism I have of the J.J. Abrams movies, is that there is a singular villain who is a big, big bad guy coming to destroy the universe. I hate that he, didn't plot even, line. I know, me too. It's so Star Wars. It's so reductive. Also it's so like, dumb. It's so not sci-fi. It's great for Bond. James exactly. Bond. It's not a sci-fi it's plot. It's great for Bond, but it's not... For sci-fi, you have to understand that I cannot be afraid of an idiot right. when I'm worried about black holes and just I cannot be afraid of an idiot. I can't. I simply cannot. Just generally, generally, <laughs> you know, the Borg, aggressive races. There's just so like, many. There's so many other major So we have the idea events. of this nexus that's going to come along and basically the, whole, the villain in the movie is trying to get back to this uh, ribbon of... Uh, Sort energy of ribbon, an energy ribbon that you can kind of get swept up in like a wave. It's in sort the of like late surfing. Should I read the summary? I read it already earlier, okay. so don't do that. You were looking at my star chart, but the um, the I'm the just ri- confused you can about you can get swept up in the in the energy ribbon like a wave, like it's like you're surfing through space, I uh-huh. guess. Because when they did get sucked up in it, um, off the planet, you could see, and this happened to Kirk as well. They just disappear. So you're on you're surfing the energy ribbon, and you're Get, you're caught in what's called the nexus and Whoopi explains at some point like the nexus is basically like you're on heroin like you don't care about anything you don't want to leave it's heaven whatever yep. so we do see eventually Patrick Stewart's version of what the nexus is <laughs> and it is crazy it's a 19th it like century the, looks like the outfits we wore in the photos we just took a Christmas story <laughs> and he's like the opposite of Scrooge it's and he's like, with all his children and he's hanging out with his wife, who we've never we seen before. Understand. And also, he's like, this is the greatest. I love it. I love Christmas. I love Christmas. It's so weird that it's Christmas. Also, we start with him dressed as a pirate in an actual... They're pl- they're all pl- all the top commanders and officers yeah. are playing in the holodeck. It's kind of funny they're because... They're playing pirates in the holodeck. It's kind of funny because Picard has a real affinity for the 19th century. But I love the idea that like of all the times you could possibly... Uh, exist in for the rest of eternity for Picard it's Christmas (laughs) and it kind of makes sense because it's like we've never seen Christmas on board the Enterprise which is great Christmas is gone because I was like yeah this is like like there is we've never seen Christmas it's like French yeah, the language French. Yeah, it just it's goes over. away. So I guess that does <laughs> a little bit make sense. And I love that Picard is a Christmas head, but um, he's a Frenchman with a Christmas head. But it does echo the scene in the beginning where we first see Picard, where they're all on board the holodeck doing this inexplicable scene, where they're promoting Worf. Is it like a real promotion that they're he's promoting getting? him in in handcuffs? I hate that. What? It's so weird. And then he's like, has to act it out like he's mad. So they make him walk they the have plank go, and grab a hat. And then he makes it. And Riker, for some reason, is like, remove the plank. Instead of retract the plank. Where Whatever. like, at what point do they not just say to Worf, just come back. You don't have to stand there anymore. Like, it's so weird. Like, Riker acts like a little baby who's like upset that the other guy won. He's just like. It's like, what's missing wait, from this he ship? he made it? You know when you're in a job and you're like doing really well and you're like you get promoted and then you're like I love this but what what's missing is that I'm not being humiliated. 
through this promotion in Wait, front of my entire you're just congratulating me you're just giving me the job okay because i was hoping that like you'd put me in chains and maybe Throw walk a water. plank maybe i was hoping but no okay and then the weirdest thing in the world happens let's see if we can find a clip then, of this part picard calls Riker to his side just to be like isn't it fun how this is simpler and it's like because he's like commander Riker. oh yeah he just calls Riker t- by his side like a captain. Already the moment that happened, already the moment that Picard calls Riker by his side just to give him that little comment, I was just like, "This is doesn't make this yeah. doesn't seem like a, a TNG dynamic." Right, because he's also it, it, it defies it's mind boggling, right? Because he goes, "Imagine." Well, you don't have to because you're We're there. We're in the holodeck. We're literally there. The whole point is that you don't have to. Also, imagine. Picard doesn't usually do stuff like that. So, oh, by the way, Alice is writing things in an ink pen, and I don't understand what's going on. I'm just going to fast forward to the scene where uh, left-handed people should not use those kind of pens. Then you you get like smudged. Yeah, I do. Hmm. So this is after uh, Worf's been kicked off. I know because I'm left-handed. Doctor. Oh, and then he pushes. Confess, I am uncertain as to why someone falling into freezing water is amusing. Oh, it's all in good fun, Data. Fun. Fun. I do not understand. You've got to get into the spirit of things. Learn to be spontaneous. The dialogue is so bad. Do something unexpected. Get it? Got it. Slow motion for some reason every time somebody falls off the ship. And Worf has like blood on his knees. Which I think is real. Really? Yeah, because it's unexplained. I just like don't understand. Also, you know, I'll tell you something about this movie. And then the way everybody looks at data right now. It doesn't now, make sense. I, I had to look for a review afterwards. That was not funny. Okay, so that scene. It's so crazy. This movie it's, is crazy. It's so illogical because data's like, okay, so that was funny when he fell. So since somebody else falling and then he does it. And then everyone looks at data like he's the devil incarnate and is like, you're not. Just You're like kill. fired, man. And it's, it's like, so weird because it's believe, like, why isn't it funny? Well, I can't believe they killed. Yeah, they just chastise him. Like, why did they? And also, why did they kill Kirk in this one movie? Like, of all the movies. I get why. Ugh. If you're a Kirk stan and you see Kirk get killed in this movie, I would be mad too. It's like with the dumbest movie. I but did I also like, think Kirk is dumb. I so. did like Data's tears. They're you like did. Well, we orange yeah, oil. Orange oil. Look, I know. <laughs> I just didn't understand the movie. I did not like the bad guy. I thought he was dumb. He's terrible. His acting he was looks like, okay. It, was it Sting? But was Sting? Playing yeah, it was Sting. It and was? also, no. Oh, I thought no, it was Sting. It was, I really that's thought exactly it was Sting. what I thought. And then, but his acting couldn't have been horrible if the lines were so horrible. He's like, I'll be back to the time where the time is time and <laughs> we. And it's like, bitch, how did that guy say that line? In, with a straight face mm-hmm. is maybe the best actor. Time is a fire. It's a weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. So why don't you play the video? Here's the thing that you found because it, this is brilliant. You guys have seen this? No, you haven't. Oh, I I I, I te- so I was like I finished watching the movie and I was like I don't understand what's going on. This guy is not. It's not an adversary. That's like good enough for Picard it's not like there's so many other episodes where like there's an an equal opposite that's just like so good or even like a collaborator like the uh 
Tanagra, you know? Right. Um, what's his name? I forget. Uh, you know what I'm saying. The guy from Tanagra. Well, y'all know what I'm saying. Well, that was, I also think that that's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a consortium of, of different things it's and so I, we, ideas. Why do they have two uniforms? Well, what is going wait, wait, wait. on? But I, this is the thing I was going to say before. When they talk about the Nexus, when in the middle of the movie, when they're like talking about this this space ribbon that's going to come and sweep everybody up, uh-huh. and how it's like you don't want to leave, it's like heroin, whatever. Like we, that to me, that's the sci-fi plot that we miss because then it's the battle that Kurt, that Picard is in, knowing he has to save, you know, he has to save the ship, he has right. to save this planet. Uh, but he's also in heaven dealing with his, like he doesn't, he does encounter that, but that's not the apex of the movie. The apex of the movie is stopping this guy. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like that's the center of the plot. Yeah. The center, I feel like the center of the plot should be like, what if you could go to heaven? Like, and then you have to choose between coming back. Or saying in your perfect Christmas. I don't know. That's kind of more sci-fi. You uh, know? Yeah. And what if heaven is Christmas? <laughs> What if heaven right, is so Christmas? I'm gonna play this video that Veronica found. So it's this guy who's like so angry about this movie that he made a video. And now we were just talking to Trevor. He said he watched it before. I don't these ads, you know. I guess I should just. I pay for to YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, you do. That's true. You do do that. Well, I live on YouTube. That's. I'll just say. I live on YouTube. I live on YouTube. You can find me on That's YouTube. That's where you can find me. That's where I have my kitchen. That's where my cats are. My cats are there. That's where I like it comfy. Stupidest movie ever made. It ruined everything. And not just Star Trek movies, but everything. Why make a, a video review of this movie after it's been out for like 14 years? Well, the truth is I've got nothing better to do. But I've always wanted to articulate all the little points about what I hate about this movie. So okay, I'm um, first take the voice. I can't place the voice, but it reminds me of um the guy it reminds me of something I feel like the guy who was in Friday Night Lights and Breaking Bad. That oh, redheaded um, guy Jesse Plemons. Yeah. It's starting it's it's like a Jesse Plemons, but it's 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 oh um three names, he died of a heroin overdose. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. That's who it is. Let's right. begin, shall we? Shall we? I can't believe this guy's like actual Transition. voice. Once again, we've saved civilization as we know it. And the good news is they're not going to prosecute. So Star Trek VI concluded the movies of the original cast pretty well, I think. Kirk and the crew, they, they saved the president of the Federation. Scotty killed the bad guy. And then they solved a mystery that Scooby-Doo couldn't solve. Scooby-Doo wasn't there. And then they all gathered around and posed for a picture that nobody took. LOL. And then the Enterprise I think I did see this sailed movie. off into the sunset. Second star to the right. And straight on till morning. And they were hanging their hats up, their space hats. Moving on to retirement. But no, I couldn't leave well no. enough alone. So then it came time for the Next Generation movie. And what I'm guessing happened was that people in the studio were probably a little scared about making a Star Trek movie without the original crew members. So, in true stupidity, 
they uh, they added a couple and and made it kind of a, a combination movie, uh, which was stupid. So instead of making a really great next generation movie with a really good story, really good action, they had to squeeze in Kirk and a couple other characters, whoever else wanted to be in it. The story certainly isn't about okay, Chekhov. So, yeah, I'm getting a really a Jesse Plemons in Breaking Bad vibe. But I want to go ahead because he, ha- he makes several points on why this movie sucked. And so like here... Okay. The uniforms crack that he makes is so fucking He's like funny. This is supposed to be this is like a military thing. It's and some guys were like, nah. Yeah. I'm gonna wear it later. It's it's <laughs> Yeah, the whole, wear it later. I, I guess it's like one of those things where it's like he <sighs> I didn't hate um, the movie as much until I wa- watched so the this. The script for generations reads like uh, my dead wife wrote it. Weird. Uh, my dead wife didn't know much about Star Trek. Why? Now she don't know much about anything. This is a weird aside. We trust him, but except for this part. Says, Ladies and gentlemen, we've just cleared the asteroid belt. So basically they're by Pluto, which is by the Earth, and then they also say that they're the only ship around. Yeah. And, and that's like, a big point that he uh, makes. Like, We're the only... Yeah, just play this part. He says it so well. Okay. Quick run around the block. Then, of course, they get a distress call. We're picking up a distress call, Captain. Then, like in a true Star Trek thing, they're the only ships. Like in a true Star Trek thing. Ships are bearing at 310 Mark 215. Distance, three light years. He also criticizes how half the cast is there. Signal the closest starship. We're in no condition (laughs) to mount a rescue. We're the only one in range, sir. Now that's okay, because that makes it kind of exciting if they're the only ship that can be there. But if you'll recall, they were going to sail around <laughs> Pluto. Our course today will take us out beyond Pluto. Which puts them just inside the Earth's solar system. So they're near Earth in the heart of the Federation. And they're the only ship in range? Earth is the headquarters of the Federation. There should be like hundreds of ships all over the place flying around. <laughs> flying around. They got the, the shipyards near Mars. They got probably tens of ships. He's got a little map of all a little map of all the ships. And they could zip around at the warp speed. Zip around. So I don't understand. <laughs> then you got a gigantic space ribbon that's flying around heading towards Earth. And it's three light years away. Shouldn't somebody have sounded an alarm? There's yeah. a thing coming at us. There's a thing coming at us. Number three, not everybody got the memo about the uniforms. So now this is my favorite part. So now the original crew and half the uniforms from the Deep Space Nine. I don't understand this. Starfleet is like a military organization. You know? So they say, look, we got new uniforms. Everyone put them on <laughs> the first of next month. Instead, they kind of said... The first of yeah, next month? Put them on whenever you want to. It's just a f***ing uniform. So if you run into an alien it's species so that wants to join the Federation, and they're all like, what's going on with the uniforms? <laughs> we don't know what's going on. Number four. Okay. Different so the different lighting is... Well, it's painful. I right. mean, the different lighting... He, he makes a point about how, like... He doesn't like change, and that's kind of funny. Also, like, the the chip, the data chip. That, to me, was the one 
That was the piece of the plot that I thought was the most like inadvertently hilarious. I mean, like, yeah. They want it to be so they they think it's so funny that everybody's annoyed with data because it's like what if, you know? And uh, and everybody's just trying to get used to this whole data thing, but it's like what's really funny they about it. They also didn't tell anyone about it. They yeah, th- what's really That's funny crazy. That can, that can impair him. Yeah. It's bizarre. And he goes, Jordy's one, Jordy's one explanation is, I'll explain later. I'll explain later. When he goes to Guinan, and Guinan's like, no, dude, like, what is going on? Oh, Jordy's, yeah, real quick. He just got a chip that allows him, him to, like, huge. have emotions. It's a huge deal. He should have done it on, on like, vacation. Yeah. To Just to figure Absolutely. it out. Like, Not while you're in active duty. should have gone through. It's literally like taking psychedelics. Troy. Yeah. It's like... You're in the middle of a work day and, and you're Picard like, let like, me just take this 25 caps right now. <laughs> it's the crazy. I'm going to take a hero dose when I clock back in after lunch. That's like exactly so what he's doing. Dumb. And then he and cannot my, handle his emotions at all. And he cannot work. And Picard is like, Picard's like you have to. You have to control your emotions because I'm an old man who's dealing with them. So I have that scene pulled up like it. it but the greatest part about it that I like the most is that he, like, he absolutely, his personality fucking sucks. Data, whatever possessed you to push her in the water in the first place? I was attempting to get into the spirit of things. This cat's I going it crazy. Would be amusing. Spot. Is she still angry? I'd stay on a sick bay for a couple of days if I were you. Okay, pause. What? I'd stay out of sick bay for a couple of days. Like she's literally, so mad. that's ridiculous. Like she has to take the L here. Like you just said that pushing people in the water is funny. Then Data pushed you in the water. You're fine, and Data can't come to sick bay. He literally can't even go to sick bay. Like that. That makes Beverly Crusher seem like the most irrational. <laughs> Like, unfit to serve officer. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Everyone is crazy in this movie. Everyone is crazy. It's like, they just ruin all of the... the uh, <laughs> it ruined Fuck it. this shit. <laughs> so then Data gets up from the table with Jordy and walks over to his wall panel where I guess he keeps the emotion chip in a weird, like, uh, vase. Data, you're not actually thinking about using that thing, are you? I have considered it for many months light of my recent episode with Dr. Crusher. Now may be the appropriate time. So now he decides that because Dr. Crusher's mad at him and nobody got his joke that he has to if this is not the inspiration for the Joker movie, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> like he he decided that he's like everybody didn't get my joke, so now I have to ruin everything by taking this emotion chip and becoming a psychopath. So he puts the emotion chip in it makes him immediately shitty. There's no sign of any trilithium over here. So Data has to get onto the other ship. Data is mid-emotion ship freak out. I get it! <laughs> and he's still it. working. You get what? When you said to Commander Riker, the clown can stay, <laughs> but the Ferengi in the gorilla suit has to go. <laughs> what are you talking about? During the Farpoint mission, we were on the bridge. You told a joke. That was the punchline. <laughs> Farpoint? Data, that was seven years ago. I know. I just got it. <laughs> Very funny. 
He needs to be disabled, disarmed. Yeah, right now. Right now is he when he needs you, to be like remember touching when, the back so that he if can you recall, shut up. If you recall, he said if there's a, for any sign of problems, I'm going to deactivate. And then in and data was like agreed. This is a problem. Like he's supposed to be at work right now and he's absolutely losing his shit. Like full on Tim Burton's Batman Joker losing his shit. And he's like, oh, I'm just laughing at a joke that you said 10 years ago or seven years ago. Well, what's next? Well, you're a psycho. We have seven years of jokes now. I mean, they, people have been cracking wise around data for seven years. He's not going to be able to handle it. Jordy's like, I'm going to deactivate you because this is going to ruin my friendship. Absolutely. It's going to ruin my friendship. He was like, um, Jordy, I don't feel like myself anymore. And Jordy's like, yeah. Control panel. Or yeah, you're control. like a human. He's just so over it. Listen to this. This is horrible. I believe I can reverse the polarity by attenuating my axial servo. And great, his voice. Great. Yeah. Ugh, we Open sesame. Nope. No. We don't like. <laughs> you could say, I have a magnetic personality. <laughs> Humor. I love it. <laughs> and so t- the look on Jordy's face is like, oh, fuck. Like, this guy, like, I have to work with this guy that used to, Imagine that your friend's personality changed 180 degrees, and they just completely... Well, they're not my friend anymore. Someone yeah, I person, just simply don't know. Yeah. I mean, not only does Jordy and Data that have, a, have a rich friendship and a history together, mm. they also work together, like, every day. This is now Jordy is transferring off the ship. That's what I'm doing if, I'm, if, if this is the situation. Like, I would request transfer. <laughs> like, if you have to work with this asshole every day. He's going to be getting jokes I told six years ago? Like, I can't handle it. If he suddenly came back weird, he's like, and we have to finish the podcast, I'd be like, I yeah, don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, you put a stop to it. I don't <laughs> if you came back weird. I don't want to deal with this shit. Um, I don't want to. And Jordy was over it. And so it's funny because, like, they pointed out what the audience is feeling, which is like, yeah. ugh. Yeah. So is, why would they do why that? Why would you do it? Exactly. You could just not put it in your movie. And also when he's like, admittedly, I cannot. And Picard is like, do it. <laughs> and it's like, this guy's like drunk. He's like, he's high yeah. on yeah. something. So yeah. he has to. Uh, I don't, he actually I don't just needed somebody it. to daddy him in that moment. It's like they ruined every pers- every character's personality just mm-hmm. to make like a collage of insanity. Actually, I thought Troy was the one person that I was like, pretty. she was pretty much. Yeah. Troy yeah. was pretty solid the whole way. Except her power was like Except her power. on and off. Yeah, She's on like, off, there's yeah. kind of life forms here. There's kind of life forms. And then like Picard gets extremely upset because his family got burned to that- death. And she was like, Captain, are you okay? And Captain's like, yeah. And she's like, hmm. Well, she knew it wasn't okay, but she knows when to come in, I think. And she did have it a conversation so with Picard later where she got it out of him and he had a feat of acting where he did look fat, which was weird. But then he confesses that he thought I, I didn't know how to feel about this because I was like, does Picard now does that track with the Picard that we've known that he wants kids? You know what I mean? Because it really seems like in his version of heaven, he has five kids. So now we're supposed to believe that actually Picard always wanted kids. None of the characters sound like the characters or it's do things that the characters So you, so you do. think that's a no? We don't think Picard... No. I don't think so. I think even from the first thing that Picard was like, calling Riker to his side just to point out something that right. he could see with his eyes, I was just like, this is not Picard. I don't right. know what to tell you. 
Uh, and then it kind of stayed like that. Like, what are mm. these children that he's longing for? Maybe because his family died. But why did they kill his family? I don't understand. Yeah, that's also true. Like, like it, they just kill his brother and his brother's son, like, horribly. Horribly. In the middle of this. They really just no waste. Reason. They really just drop a lot of bodies. And Kirk. <laughs> that Kirk? Oh, I like, thought it was the Kirk that Kirk everyone died. loves. Died and under like, a bridge. Died in this movie. Just ate Can it. Can you imagine being that epic of a of a character in pop culture and it this being your yeah. death? No wonder I didn't even know that he was like he died. Yeah, because it's true. Everyone's like, oh, it's sweep it under the rug. This yeah, not- but then it's like it's never gonna make everybody happy. Well, don't kill him. Don't do stupid. It movies. is sci-fi. He can come back a million times. He did. I mean, maybe he died and then he went to the maybe the ribbon. There's an echo of him in the ribbon version or something. You know, that ribbon's always floating around somewhere. So as long as Shatner is still alive. And I bet I bet we keep watching the movies and we probably see fucking Shatner again. Yeah. I mean, you know, sure. We'll see him again and again. again. Spock comes back. Uh, so that was Star Trek Generations. Um, I really highly recommend this video. Uh, We can plug it. It is, what is it, Million? Do you remember the name of it, my sweet? Your what? Uh, red Letter Media. Red Leather Yellow Leather. No, Red Letter Media. Red Letter. Star Trek genera- Generations Review. Uh, that's just part one that we played clips from if you want to listen to it. Or watch it. You know what I mean? Because it's video. It's funny. And if you want to. The wanna- guy's funny. Um, but who is he? Is he, he this guy? Like at some point, there's something so confusing that the guy actually uses a sound effect to say what? Mm-hmm. It's cute. I like him. I don't know yeah. who you are, but you made me laugh. Um, and did you kill your wife? And did you kill your wife? Because Kirk did. <laughs> so we're just wildly like say, like accusing, wildly accusing. Uh, well, you know, this is what we're here for. Someone has to. Wild accusations flying here and there, to and fro. Um, this is sort of a supplemental episode that we're doing during the hiatus. So if you didn't like it, um, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> uh, Alice is in Canada right now. So please, if you live in Vancouver, come see Alice perform at one of the shows that she'll be at. But you, I can't tell you what they are yet because I'm Alice from the past. And the future Alice is the one who knows. So you have to check with her on social media. You have to call her. Well, call her and ask. 1-800-ALICE-DIRECT. Um, <laughs> Perfect. So uh, Alice official. <laughs> do, uh, official. So we're going to come back and we're going to watch the eighth movie in the Star Trek franchise, which is called... The second TNG movie. The second TNG movie, which is called... Um, uh, the, the I don't know. The Frozen Planet. Cool. I don't. Actually, I I can't look up another thing on the internet. The good right thing now, is so that my great. standards have l- been so lowered good by point. this that I'm like I'm glad I never watched them, and also I'm not it afraid like, for, of the next one. The it next feels one, like in the night in the mid '90s, every movie had to have a ship in it at some point. Ush. There were so many pirate things going on. I feel like Gina Davis made a pirate movie or something. Anyway, um, there's a nod from producers. There's a nod from producers. Uh, from producers, corner. we are getting the nod about Gina Davis having producer? done a pirate movie, which also does mean we need to wrap up. Um, so Definitely thanks for uh, thanks for listening, and please. Uh, why do I feel more formal about signing and, off this yeah, time I than know. I normally do? And I'm please, signing off forever because you're doing the, that thing where the movie that changes the lighting to make it more formal, but podcast version. Mm.
Interesting. I don't know. Perspective. I don't know. Someone out there got this. Write us emails, guys. Yeah. Write us emails and tweet at us, uh, tweet at us. with your opinions. And they've been and your doing. Thank you for tweeting at us, people, and everything you have you have to say. And every everything I'll that hit, you have to I'll say. I'll hit a like button like three days later after yeah, you tweet. We, what we'll do is it'll be great. We'll hit that like button. Um, and thank you, by the way, to uh, what's her face, Debbie Weissman, for putting us. She, her, for putting us in the honorable mentions category of her end of year review. That's a Woo! that's a true fan. That's that's we love awesome. lists. I don't know about the rest of you in Hollywood, but I really love lists. And uh, uh, like a what, like a top ten or, or just a variety lists or like Buzzfeed thirty lists. under, all sorts of lists. I, I, love I, them. I guess I like them too. And uh, Ray at Ray Today tweeted at us. Just noticed my kid's toy looks like a warp bubble. Um. Oh, it does. What? But Ray, <laughs> what is that toy? <laughs> is that a, is that a safe toy? And I'm wondering how old your child is. <laughs> There's also a credit card machine in the background, so something's going on there I in like Ray's it when world. You talk to me, my cash machine. Um, thank you guys. All right. Happy Christmas. Happy. Happy belated Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew, ew, ew.